0: the pursuit of happiness. I mean, what is it about some people that you meet that just every time you're around them, they just radiate this joy and happiness where some of us just have a really hard time finding it in our everyday lives. Well, my next guest is an expert in squeezing the joy out of life. And that is why I'm so pleased to introduce Alice Inui, She is a nationally award-winning author and life guidance expert, and she is the founder of Happiness You. As Hawaii's thought leader and a celebrated expert in the realm of self-growth and happiness, she has led thousands of individuals and helped them over her past 20 years of experience to find that peace that you can only get when you are content with yourself. As well as her long-running column in Midweek, Hawaii's largest publication with over 200,000 readers, she has her own organization, Happiness You, and it's a business that helps people find purpose and also for organizations to find unprecedented clarity. In this episode, we're going to talk about just what it means to find happiness and why it's an active pursuit and what you can do in your own life to gain hui, And that is something that we'll talk about in this episode. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I wanna welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me, and let's squeeze the joy out of this life, because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Alice, thank you so much for joining me.
1: It is my pleasure.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you. I think that unleashing your own uh, inner magician, so to speak, or your own um, ability to create alchemy in your life is so important because I think we're all kitchen magicians and that metaphor of the kitchen goes way beyond our physical kitchen it's really in our life how did you get started on this path
1: you know it's it was it's interesting uh, my company is called happiness you like university or you and i think people think that i grew up to happy parents i was a happy baby and i grew up just so happy i wanted to help people find happiness but actually the opposite is true i think i I uh, grew up thinking that life should be better, that people need to do things for me that, uh, and whenever what I wanted didn't happen, I really felt like life just sucked. And so I kept that mindset um, all the way into my uh, 20s really. And it became sort of an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. I was emotionally just unhappy. And I sort of clawed my way out of it, like basically book by book, advice by advice. And it wasn't until about 2008, when Harvard started coming out with all of this positive psychology and how you can focus a certain way to change your brain. And most importantly, what blew me away was that happiness is a skill. It's not just like a feeling, and we can talk about that if that's interesting, but it basically gave me the ability to, um, yeah, to just say like, okay, now I have done it for myself. Now there's science backing all of this stuff that used to be thought of as is hippie or metaphysical or too out there. And now there's actually a real science behind happiness. And so I brought that into just all the work I did for the last 20 some years and finally wanted to open up a bigger platform about 10 years ago. Yeah, that's the journey.
0: (laughs) I love that you say it's a skill because. I think when we rely on others to bring us happiness, we're often disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can hone a skill and hone the practices, then you have that in your toolkit at any time, right?
1: Absolutely. And so what I love is your metaphor cooking to life, because as you know, sometimes just switching out an ingredient can completely change the flavor profile of the dish. And so Same with happiness. Same with our life. We learn these little things along the way. And what we're doing is we're tweaking as we go. We're tweaking as we go. And when a bigger challenge comes, we go, oh, what toolkit do I have? Or what have I what have I forgotten about that I can now use? But it's a practice. And that's the biggest thing I I always want to share with people that it's not just happiness. Just isn't isn't just like, oh, my God, I feel so good. There's rainbows. And we're just so excited about life. Like happiness is actually recognizing that there's sucky things in our life like these things, not one person on earth will be able to say to you, I have no problems, I have nothing that's challenging me. We have to accept and I think happiness is accepting that there's so much a negative but also looking for what is positive to kind of strengthen the perspective and the balance because otherwise we just focus on what's not good and that just keeps getting worse. And what you're doing, what I do in my work is really just to help people find new elements, new ingredients, new ways to think, which eventually leads to how you feel.
0: Yeah. I'm curious in your work, how many people do you find that are actually happy? I mean, are, are is happiness something that comes innately to us or do people see... That is really being sort of like a, a very hard thing to achieve.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's such a great question. I'll say that I can say that there's a couple categories. There are people who who suppress the fact that they're not happy and pretend like they're happy. So they might say, "Oh my God, I'm so happy, my life is so good." But because I do deep work with people, you, when you get to the bottom of it, the core is resentment, or 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 it's just you're you're just detached from yourself. So there's those who say I'm fine, I'm happy, but they really aren't. They go through these swings of ups and downs. So I think that <laughs> I think that we all have our own form of it, right? And it's not things as you said, it's not something out there. And I think that's the conversation that is coming up more and more with people like, why do I feel empty? Why do I feel like I'm doing everything, I I but I don't feel I don't feel like I can celebrate other people's joys or even feel for other people when they're going through stuff, because I've got so much stuff going on. So our capacity for for life is now more stretched out, but also the capacity to understand ourselves is kind of the new conversation, I feel. Because if you don't know yourself, like yeah. you, you don't know yourself, you think you, you think you know yourself, but when's the last time you actually asked yourself questions or dug deep within yourself? So- yeah. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's a great point because oftentimes we're so distracted and we have so many different things coming at us that we often don't even just sit in our, our whatever it is, sit in life, you know, and ponder it and think about it. Um, why do you think that we? need to actually pursue happiness? Why, why is it that we need to actually make a conscious effort to work towards it and that it's not something that we can just show up to every day? Yeah. What is what is the, the barrier, I guess, is what I'm trying to get into that blocks us from that?
1: I think what it is is we're lazy. We want life to be easy. We right. want people to do what we want them to do. We want to have the things that we want, and we don't have enough money, enough love, enough health, whatever that is, we just want it. And I think more and more we want it instantly. And we've—I—I—I'm saying in general, we've lost that—that that ethic of of hard work. I'll just say, with everything being so easy and easily accessible now, and getting to know yourself is hard work. You know what it's like when you have a relationship. I mean, oh my god, trying to get along with someone over time, you mm-hmm. got to keep evolving with them. But I think in our in our in our way of 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 living these days, it's like you start out by by saying what do you need? What do you need? And and all of a sudden everybody has a need and a want and then you get caught up in this momentum of life and to stop and actually admit to yourself that I've kind of gone off, off track, I've subordinated to other others, and I've lost sense of who I am, how do you find yourself again, because our life is moving further and further away from away from us. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a mix of like, sometimes we don't know how to find happiness, and we look for it. And it we think it's outside of ourselves. And other times, it's just, we might not feel that we're worthy, or we're valued, Mm -hmm. uh, valuable enough to ask ourselves questions. Like if I were to become friends with you, I would be like, hi, what what do you like? What do you do? I want to know all about you. Do you like pink or purple? And then I would go and try to try to make you happy. But we we don't ask ourselves or if we do ask ourselves this question, we say that's not important. I'll get to myself later. My children need me. I got to cook. I got to do this. So I feel like we haven't given ourselves the the time and space necessary because it's available there for everyone. But there's a little bit of a work just like you. You didn't become this amazing chef just like going to the grocery store, like you had to practice your craft. And and I think that now my big message is really like, hey, you can change your life. You just gotta work on yourself. And people don't know what that means. That's more than just like pedicures and going to the spa. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just, it's almost accepting yourself as you are today. And it's easy to say hard to do, but I think that's the barrier. We just want it faster, uh, but it's a, it's a journey. And your final question, why why would you want to even go through that my my thoughts are like wherever you are in the in the in life like let's hope you go to 80 90 100 but like gosh you know most of us are past halfway i mean i i mean and and if you only have a certain amount of time like it's like you you want to to feel your life and feel and feel the joys and the sorrows that's part of life so i think we want a one-sided perfection that doesn't exist or a one-sided reality that doesn't exist and happiness is accepting that there are both realities and focusing on the one that you want to manifest more of so it's not about being positive all the time it's accepting the challenges understanding that you need them to grow uh, but also really
0: uh, putting time on appreciation of of what you do have i think yeah, that's i love that i love that because You know, I believe that we have a lot of inputs into our life every day, right? We have, um, you know, work and we have family and we have external influences and certainly like the impact of people that we don't know that weighs on us with social media. And I think that in order to, you know, really project your best version and to live your best life coming from a place of content and peace really are synonymous with happiness. It's not Pollyanna, you know, Mm -hmm. just ignorant to the world. It's just choosing to stay joyful and focused. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you give people the tools that they need to get there. What is this process of happiness you, (laughs) uh, you know, and, and how do you reveal that for people?
1: So I think, I think the way that I started to structure it, if we can even structure something so loose, something like, like a happiness, but I, I look at it like this, we have a physical body, we have an emotional body, all the things we feel, the angers, the jealousies, the happiness, the joys, and we have a mental body, which is our acumen, our ability to strategize. And then we also have a spiritual body, which is sort of that the, the unseen part of us that brings that brings the meaning and purpose into our life, whatever that is. And so we start from there and some people will be unhappy with their physical body, right? Or unhealthy and physical, but we can work on all bodies at once. So I usually start by saying, like, I'll just say the very first thing is always to start. You have to recognize that we live in a world of polarity up and down, left and right, day and night, black and white. Like there's polarity all over. And if if you're swinging from one polarity to the other, you said the magic word, peace, calm, Think about when you're balanced, you you are standing on both feet, right? You're not just trying to say the right foot is better than the left foot. It's like both feet. So the same thing, that's where we start. We say there's a recognition that there are two sides. And some people say, yeah, but you don't know my life. You don't know the complexities, the lawsuits, the, the health issues. I have all this stuff. It's just overwhelming. And that your happiness is created from... Before, like meaning like your happiness is created through your reality. And how do you create your reality? You all, we all have a reality. How do you create it? You create it through your thoughts, what you're thinking on, what you're focusing on. So all of this old like law of attraction, think positive, that stuff actually doesn't really work because you're not understanding the whole picture, which is both. So we start with the understanding there's polarity. We start with the understanding that our negative thoughts, uh, anything negative, will pull our attention three times more. So if everything is equal, one unit of positive, one unit of negative, the negative will feel three times stronger. So we start with that awareness, that it's it's the perception of how you've been looking at that negative, those negative situations for so long. So everything starts with the first step. So the first step is understanding that. And then the next step is you don't say, oh, I'm gonna just suppress the negative. I'm just not gonna think about it. You, you You're like, okay, it exists. So let's work on strengthening the positive muscle, and that positive muscle is strengthened through how I talk about my life, how I look at my life, and so we start with. And this is a this is actually a, a scientific uh, exercise, and I do start with this. At the end of the day, you go back over your life and you think of three specific things that you might not have noticed the day before. If you do this for seven days in a row you will actually change a a neural pathway towards more positive. So the idea here is if we don't control our thoughts, if we don't set intentions for how we want to uh, live our life, we'll end up blaming and complaining everyone else. So now that's all it is. It's that simple. So if you want to start and you say like, yeah, where do I even start? My life is just such a big mess. Well, we can't change that mess sometimes. Sometimes it's just time and space needs to play it out. So we start with, Okay, let's look for one positive thing at the end of the day, three three at the end of the day. It's not as easy as it sounds. Most people say, oh, I'm grateful for my health I'm grateful for the of this. You have to be specific. When we're negative, we are so specific. I don't like the way that <laughs> person chooses food and it just drives me crazy. And every time you we come, we're so specific with negative. But with positive, it's like, oh yeah, it was a good day. But you wanna be, what specific was good about the day? What specifically? Did you appreciate about John bringing you donuts or coffee because he thought of you? So the more specific you can get with the things that you do have in your life, right here, right now that are happening, the more you'll start to be able to change the reality of how you look at the negative things in your life. And consequently, you will feel better over time. And it's not instant, but it happens. But if you can do this exercise seven days in a row, if you forget it, you've got to start from over. It takes eight days. And they found that seven days on the eighth day, they found that they can check. And in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you're still like on that, you still have shifted that neuron. So that's how we start. That's how we start. And then with that physical, mental, emotional, spiritual thing, we just have a bunch of classes. If you need to get over guilt, you need to say say no, you need to clear your clutter. You gotta find meaning and purpose. So that we have pretty much everything, um, the pieces, but at the core is really accepting that there's two sides to everything.
0: I love what you're saying about focus. Where you put your focus is where you put your future is what I say, you know? And um, it's interesting because I just launched a program that helps women over 40 and the three anchors are food, fitness, and focus. Because Uh, being, right? Well-being has everything to do with focus and where you put your energy and your thoughts. And then food and fitness help to also change your, your chemistry, your, your actual physical chemistry so that you're even able to focus. Because what I find is a lot of people come to the table and they're seeking happiness and they're seeking joy in their life, but they have devastating habits. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't eat the right way. They don't exercise at all or, you know, sleep is a problem. And in order to get your focus on track, all those things have to be in alignment too. Do you ever come to the table, so to speak, with, you know, the people that are doing your program and examine those other aspects of their life as well? Yeah. We look at all of it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's, and again, most people will come with their, with their perceived problem. Like I have this, somebody's annoying they come with that. And then As they start to, and you start with wherever they're at, like I'm mentally stressed, I'm burnt out, I don't know my purpose, like yeah, my husband or wife is just driving me crazy. So we start with the problem, but then these things all get woven in, and all it takes is intention and like you said, focus. Like we have gotten so lazy with the way we think. A thought comes out and we believe it. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, then I'm not good enough. You swirl in those thoughts. So you have to be mindful enough to recognize what are you thinking? Because every thought you think is stitching together pieces of what what is your lens of how you see life. And that reality has to change before anything else can change. Once you change your reality, your life will come to meet you. Once you shift how you look at things, your life will show you how you've shifted. But it's just like boiling water. I tell people, you don't just put a pot of water and turn on the heat and go, why isn't it boiling? And turn off the heat and walk away. Go on, oh, damn it, let's try it again, turn the heat. And then you wait and it's like, damn it, it's not working. You have to turn on the heat and keep it on, because once once you start to get the habit of how to think, it's not it's it's a habit. You just naturally go there and people say, oh, you seem like you're so happy. You manifest all these amazing things. I manifest equal amount of non amazing things in my life (laughs) because it's a world of polarity. But I've recognized that I love the, the, the things we're manifesting on the good side. And now i have capacity to deal with the things that i couldn't have dealt with last year 10 years ago so it's that it's we're constant just like you're getting stronger you don't just go in and go let me just bench press 500 pounds you work up to it so i think that's the biggest thing like we need to recognize that we can start right now we just need to make a commitment just like how you brush your teeth You, you you started someone forced you to do it your parents and now it's like something you can't not do so it's this awareness that 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 we need to have. And then once we are aware, like you said, how do we focus, mm. how do you focus? Like, what are you thinking about? And I'm not saying don't talk negative. I'm not saying don't think negative. Don't say, oh, I shouldn't think this way. I shouldn't feel this way. You, you, you feel how you feel, but you recognize it and then you redirect, you refocus. And over time, it that's the alchemy, that's the magic. Because all of a sudden you're in the same life with the same crummy things going on but you're okay. You're like, you know what? Yeah. I accept it. That's where you want to be. And that feels good to be there. It feels good to be there. It doesn't feel good to feel like what happened to me. Why is my life so crummy? Why does everybody do these things to me? That's sort of the normal mindset. It's like, can you believe this is happening? So it is. It is. It's happening. It's reality. We all have a whole bunch of negative realities
0: going on that we
1: don't like. But how are you focusing? And that fit, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Everything you said. <laughs> yeah, well, I I like that you're giving people specifics on how to get started uh, and how to continue that and how, you know, basically whatever they're coming to the table with, whether it's being a people pleaser or having a lot of fear or just this feeling of, you know, not being worthy, those are all kind of addressed in, in different ways. But What do you think is the ultimate barometer of happiness for people? Like, what does that look like for somebody that comes to you and says, I just want to feel happy? Yeah.
1: And I would say like before even like wanting to feel happy, I think it's, it's, it's how do you know the barometer is when you wake up and you have a ton of challenges to deal with that day but you're okay with it. You feel okay. You feel like I can handle it. Like it's okay because mm-hmm. there's more important things than these things that I used to stress about. So I think it's, it's that presence. It's like when you're present, you're not worried about what's going to happen in the future. You're like, well, I'm here and brushing my teeth I'm getting ready. I'll handle it, whatever that is. So it's, it's, it's such a, it's not even elusive. It's just that most times we let's put it this way. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to have a crummy day. I want to do less be less like we, we intrinsically want to grow and so if you feel like you're stagnant if you feel like uh, life is overwhelming and you're going down into darkness then this is where if you just happen to be listening this is where you say okay I can make a difference you don't need to go see anybody you don't need to go any I can make a difference so you have to own your power right we all have that power so you own your power and then you say okay let me just I know I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm anxious, I've got worries, I've got all these things going on, but what is one specific thing that I could, I would not be happy without? Like, what is one specific thing that I do have? Let me own that. So the more we own the present moment, the less we we look for the void outside, because if we keep looking for what we don't have, we keep focusing on what's not there, we keep manifesting more of what's not there. But when we say, what do I have? I have have enough money for a, a latte today. Great. Okay. Good. How does that make you feel? I feel really good. But that's, but then we discount it. Oh, that's not, yes. you just, you count everything. You have to count everything. You have to give value to every single piece in your life. Just like you, your ingredients. Yeah. Some ingredients, if it's not there, nobody will notice, but the, you have to have certain ingredients in your food in order for it to taste good. So what we're doing is we're cultivating ingredients uh, the things in our life that are specifically things we want to keep. And we're like, thank you. I hate this over here, but thank you for this little tiny thing. I hate all this 5 million things, but thank you for the second little tiny thing. And that's how you build it. It's a cultivation, just the way that a little seed will grow into like a a plant.
0: Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it, well, then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com, or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. Yeah, I I love that you said that the barometer is how you're able to handle things, because I think oftentimes, especially in our society of just instant gratification and wanting more, that it's defined by how much money you have or what you were able to buy or the amazing Instagram vacation you went on that you had to show everybody. Like people that often achieve those things will say that they're not happy. Right. Or that 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 is not what brings you happiness. what brings you happiness is something that is inside of you um, how you know how do you practically clear the clutter that gets in the way because I, I do think that especially the younger generations, you know my kids included like there's so much stimulus and influence. Yeah that there's constant comparison. How do you clear, help people clear that, clear the comparison and the clutter that that creates and yeah. always feeling like, no, I don't have enough. Like there's always, I'm always gonna be keeping up with, you know. Joneses, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, so I think that, that if you're gonna, so if you're gonna compare, people always say, oh, but she's this, she said, it's like, well, you know, if you're gonna compare, compare fairly, you're comparing yourself, go compare yourself to to somebody in the grocery store when you're standing in line, look around, you're gonna see people prettier and uglier or whatever your definition of that. There's gonna be people heavier and thinner, but we always compare ourselves to some ideal. So first of all, I'll just change the comparison and actually put out lists of things, compare yourself to these people. If you're comparing to this, why don't you compare it to that? A world of duality, hot and cold, dark and light, right? Black and white. So it's like, if you're gonna compare, compare favorably. That's the first thing. And then the second thing about, about that is how do you start the clutter thought thing? Okay, so first of all, we start from zero. We just start from zero because every day, every moment is a new beginning. It's really true. So whatever you've been thinking in the past, because you've been thinking it over and over and over again, it's now a natural way to think. So we we start, we just own it. We go, okay, it sounds it sounds hard, but it's not. You just if you want anything, we always have the time, money, and energy to do what we want, buy what we want, have what we want. We always do. We beg, borrow, steal to do what we really want. So if someone is saying, "I want to change my life," "I want to be happy," I really do. Well, then you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to go buy it. You're gonna have to start with these thoughts. And so again, we don't we we don't even clear the clutter, so to speak. We just move forward from where we're at, and the clutter falls away.
0: Mm, I I
1: can't go in and I can't be like oh my god I hate John and Joe they they betrayed me let me and we can work through it we have drag right that's why we remember it because it's an imbalance in our head that we haven't neutralized yet you don't remember stuff that is neutral you remember stuff that's uber positive or uber negative they create drag in our head but the easiest way and it's I know I, I was 40 pounds heavier I Had emotional issues, mental issues. I know how it feels to throw away half a cake because you're afraid to eat it and then go to the garbage can and eat it. I get it. I get it. But I also get that you are the author of your life. You're the authority that's in the word authority is author. So if you're saying I want to write a new book right now, I want to start something new. Just start with one thought. That's mm-hmm. all we gotta do, because eventually that reality will start to change and reality will meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. So it's, and then another thing, I'll just say another thing. I I also recommend we start with clearing our physical clutter. We are connected physically to everything, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritual. We're connected to everything and everyone in my understanding. So we are also connected. I work as a feng shui, like, um, consultant slash teacher for a long time. So every, you are connected to every single thing in your environment through an invisible thread of energy. And any clutter that you have is aging by the day, just like you are aging by the day. Mm-hmm. Clutter is dead. We are alive. We, we try We love balance. So we lose our energy to the things in our environment. So as you start to let go of clutter, not only does energy come back to you, you regain your youthfulness, your vitality. When you go on a vacation, you go with just what you use, present, suitcases. The room mm-hmm. is clean, no history, no baggage. <laughs> yeah. And so we have energy, we go We go do stuff. So that's what I say, it's like start. And if you really wanna start somewhere, start in the bathroom. The bathroom, the, symbol, the symbol, uh, symbology of the bathroom is, the bathroom is a place of transformation. We go in dirty, we come out clean. Uh, we eat food, we, we release the toxins there it is the room for transformation and transition. So if you're saying, I wanna get out of the the, the junk in my life, clean your drawers, like of all the old makeup and dead hair, like just go under the sink, clean it out. Not only will it feel good, it's, it's a connection to emotional clearing.
0: Um, I'm a big uh, follower of Marie Kondo. (laughs) I believe in clearing the physical clutter as well, because it does make me crazy when things are not clean or organized Mm -hmm. around me. And I feel like that's just a constant thing that we do. How do people find you and Um, the happiness you
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for asking. So what happened was we used to be only in Honolulu. I had a a, a little classroom studio and it was beanbag chairs and everybody would come in and and we'd hang out and do classes, but it wasn't on the internet. Pandemic was wonderful, it got us online. We now have an online community and it's called Happiness U Hui, H-U-I. And Hui in Hawaiian means a group of like-minded people. And it's like our own Facebook and I come on there Every it's like a it's a thirty dollar a month subscription start and stop anytime but every Thursday I'm on there we record everything we do so every everything from face yoga to dealing with irritating people to interviews with experts so it's just our own little community so that's how you would end up finding me at this time. so that's on Facebook uh no oh, it's um it's actually its own site oh it's your website right. yeah.
0: You, hui, h-u-i. Yeah. yeah and
1: also I do the link if you want to post it but I love it's just it. um it's just a, a place where you want it just like you have your own sort of community oftentimes people don't have a community around them that actually uh support them you know if your friends want what they want for them through their eyes of reality for you so so it's sometimes it's hard to say, this is who I am and this is what I want. So when you join a new community, uh, it, it's starting from scratch. And so if you join a community, it doesn't, not necessarily ours, but any community where there's support, you're going to thrive much better than trying to do it on your own.
0: I love it. Um, we just have a couple minutes left and yes. I need to ask you the question I ask all my guests. So uh, in in less than a minute, if you had one meal, your your final meal prepared by anybody? What would it be, and who would make it? You're
1: so that's such a perfect question. My other half is an old, a, a chef for a long, long time—a very well
0: known <laughs> chef, in fact.
1: And so, I though I get to benefit daily. I would say that my last meal would be cooked by Alan Wong. And what would it be? And because I am a vegetarian, I would have him make his seven course vegetarian. Um, a delightful meal, just whatever he wanted to do that to send me off into. into <laughs> <bliss>.
0: <laughs> I love it. Or a celebratory dinner. Let's that would that be that the way. way. Yeah. yeah. Alice, thank you so much. Thanks for bringing happiness to the world in your practices and uh, and, you know, helping others discover that, because I think when we find our own inner peace and happiness, we just get to shed so much light on the world. And that's what creates your best. Oh, life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.